Blog Talk Radio. Hallelujah, blessings, happy new year, and as the song said, let's keep it real. I am so excited. We are hosting our first new show of the new year, and God has just been so incredibly good to us to give us one more chance, an opportunity to connect with our listeners again, and and to just just open up the airways to real talk. We we and not just in Christendom, um, and not just in the kingdom of God, but just in society as a whole, we deal with many, many issues every single day of our lives. And the purpose of this show is to deal with some of those issues and keeping it real, you know, not hiding behind sanctimonious um, just banner, but to open up and we as your hosts, and I'm going to introduce my co-host to you in a moment, we as your hosts, we're going to be transparent before you. We're going to bear all, and we want you to be able to do the same. We want you to feel comfortable logging in and chatting with us and asking your questions. And trust me, there's, there, to be honest with you, there's really nothing that's off limit. If you have a question that you want to ask or a topic that you want to discuss, we're open and available to do it. You will not find any sanctimonious prunes here. Um, we've all been out in the world. We've all experienced our share of worldly things. And so we're, you know, we're open to discuss whatever it is. As the show is called, It's Real. We want to be real with you. We want to discuss real issues, and we want to hopefully work together to come to some real solutions for some of the issues that we have. So I am, again, so utterly excited. My name is Elder Quinlette James. I think it's probably good that I introduce myself. Um, so you'll know who this is. So I am Elder Quinlette James. I have two phenomenal co-hosts that will be with me on a weekly basis here to discuss the issues as well. I'm going to um, introduce the new kid on the block first, and that's none other than Tanya Roberts. And Tanya hails from Augusta, Georgia right now, but she's from Las Vegas, Nevada, and she has an incredible testimony and story in her journey to get to wholeness and wellness and where she is right now in, in her spiritual walk. And so we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. And my other co-host is a return host. Um, we know him as the funny man, D.L. Henry, 
but ZL has his own story, and, and um, again, you, you're going to find that sometimes we as your host will agree with things, and sometimes we won't, but that's okay. That's, that's the real part of it. But ZL is here to kind of give us a little balance, um, because we know that we can get into some deep discussions, and it can get, you know, a little controversial at times. We're hoping that none of it will get heated, because it is in the spirit of cooperation and unity and love that we will discuss the issues, but DL is here to give his opinion and, and share his insights into the situations, but also to keep us on an upbeat and give us a little humor as we go. So I'm going to let Tanya go first and welcome you to the show and give her hellos and greetings and salutations. Go for it, Tam. I just want to wish everybody a happy New Year's and a blessed and a prosperous one to come. Not It's just not just about financial. What I've learned on my journey is more of our spiritual walk and our relationship with God. And I'm just praying that we have all started off our New Year's, letting go of the past, 2015, give you much shout-outs and love and let you know that it's going to be all right. The closer you walk with Christ, the more you are with God, the more we can deal and speak about different issues, the better it's going to become. So I'm praying that you all will enjoy, sit and listen, give your opinion, and um, we're going to have a good time today. Amen? Awesome. Amen. Awesome. Pam, your voice is coming in and out, so I'm not sure if you're on a headset or if you're moving around, but um, just so you know, it's kind of coming in and out. All right, okay. CL, funny man, you are. Um, give your greetings and salutations. Well, I, first of all, I want to say Merry Christmas, Happy Easter, and a Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, <laughs> all of that stuff. <laughs> just in case I missed anything. So, you know, I'm like, once again, I am excited to be here. And as Elder Colette James said, I am the carnal part of the show. Well, she didn't actually say that, but she said I'll be no, the balance of the show. I come to bring the funny in as well as my opinion, uh, really, to keep things level. I'm excited because I'm going to tell you the truth. I have been going through hell coming into this new year. So whatever we got to talk about, I am excited about it because I'm ready to let the enemy know no matter what you do, I'm still going to stand. I'm still going to be who I am in God because guess what? God is still in charge. The devil has not hijacked him. And as long as God is in charge, then y'all going to be all right. So I am excited about the new year. And ready to go forth and let and, and you know and make it real and let's talk about some real stuff. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Amen. 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 Well, honey, you just opened up the flow. You definitely opened up the flow because that's one of the things that I wanted to discuss today is how we fight our way through all the the different oppressions and and attacks and the different stones and rocks and boulders and darts and arrows that come flying at us to try to keep us from going forth in what God has called us to. And we all experience it. Um, And we're going to all kind of chime in and talk about it, but I I just, I'm going to just share a little something. Um, Going into this new year, I was you know, 2015 really was not a bad year for me, and, and I, I thank God for that, you know, because I have well, had some rough ones. <laughs> okay. I have had some rough ones. Trust me. But 2015 really was not a bad year. Um, I was busier than I should have been. I, I was not as, as um, conscientious on my posts 
as I should have been because I allowed myself to get too busy with the cares of this world and with a, a secular J-O-B and what have you. And it kind of took me off focus. And, and I, I, I think it was a good thing in the fact that it was a learning process. It taught me that, you know, it is so vital to keep our focus on the things that God has called us to. And sometimes we may think we're doing the right thing, but it's, it is not lining up with the right thing that God has called us to. So, you know, my personality is one that I'll give 120% to whatever it is that I'm dealing with which is a good thing. However, when that 120% in one particular area carries me away from the 120% I need to be doing for the kingdom, then that's a problem. And that's, that was some of the things that I encountered over this past year. But then I had to leave out of the year with a bang. <laughs> I never leave my phone, people. If you know me, you know that. My phone is, is kind of an appendage of mine because it's always ringing and something is always going on. Well, I went to work on Thursday morning, New Year's Eve, and discovered I had left my phone at home. And it was like, okay, so I called my boss and said, well, if you need to reach me, you need to call me at the office because I don't have my phone. And he was like, how did that happen? don't know. But anyway, so it was like, okay, it's going to be a peaceful day because I don't have to contend with, with the 999 calls that usually come to the phone. Why? Tell me, tell me why when I got off work and was on my way home, my car broke down on the side of the road, and of course I didn't have my phone. I was like, okay, of all days, of all days, not to have my phone. Never have any problems with my car. Car overheated, I'm on the side of the road with no phone. But you know what? One thing that it taught me, and I I promise you, I literally sat there laughing. I literally sat there laughing going, okay. First and foremost, I guess, you know, I had to get this last little zing in (laughs) for this year so that I could get it out the way because this year, 2016, ain't going to have no zings. I've decreed and declared this is the year of expansion and the year of God doing mighty works, and and I am sailing through this year. I'm decreeing it and declaring it over my life, the life of my loved ones, every single day that this is the year that we expand and we go forth. And so nothing was going to stop this broadcast on the day. I was running in here to get to the studio, as my co-hosts know, like a minute before the show was supposed to start. But I was determined. It was like nothing is going to halt this because God is a great God. Just as you said, D.L., he has not given up his throne. He is still Lord of Lord and King of Kings and the Almighty. So it's like we have to get to a place where we stop a Allowing the distractions and the deterrence that the enemy will throw at us get us off kilter and cause us to lose our joy, which is one of the things he tries to get us to lose because the joy of the Lord is our strength, cause us to lose our peace, you know, cause us just to, just to want to get to that place of throwing in the towel. And I think we've all been there. We've all been to a place of, okay, you know what, I just can't do this anymore. Um, I, I can't make this happen. No, and you're not supposed to make it happen. It's all about God. But, you know, we get to that place where we start to just doubt who we are in in our doubting ourselves, we begin to doubt our God, and that's a problem. That's an issue. So what I want to do, I, I would really like, because each of us, as I said, have our own testimonies, I would like for, I'm going to let Tanya go first, for her to share 
the things in life, not just leading into 2016, but the things in life that tried to take her out and cause her not to get to her place of prominence and destiny and greatness that God created her to be in. So that when you hear the testimony, and hear me well, none of us are given honor or glory to the test. But we want you to know that if we could get through our test, and, and what I shared was really not even a test, but as you hear the, uh, 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 the host share, you'll understand what I'm saying. As, if we can get through the test of lives that we've gone through and still be here yes. today saying, I'm still standing. Devil, you tried to take me out, but I'm still standing. We want you, our listeners, to know you can do it too. Amen. So take Amen. it away, Ms. Tanya. Amen. Uh, just to make a long story short, and I'm pretty sure that my testimony is no different than a lot of you out there, but it's just such a blessing that you're going to have a panel that we've all gone through uh, some things and we can really touch basically on a lot of things. My testimony begins, I was saved ever since I was the age of 11. I was um, molested by my step-grandfather, the only man I ever knew as my grandfather when it began. Um, as you know, that a lot of times when things like that happen, it starts a many multiple things of event. I was not raised by my mother at the time. I was raised by my grandmother. Um, I'm sure you, a lot of you can um, really relate to that. And she was in church all the time. So all I ever knew was church. Everybody know when early in the morning you get up, you go to Sunday school, you're in church all day until 3, you go eat home for about an hour and a half, you had to go back, go to BTU, Bible study, and then night church, and you didn't go home to 9.30, and it was a continuous event all week long. Everything we did, every structure, thank you, Jesus, for praying grandmother. But I also um, started um, a role of events in my life. Because of that, I found myself getting into toxic relationships. I didn't even know who I was. I really didn't love myself. I had allowed myself to believe that I can do things to myself. I didn't have to love myself, but I can love everyone else. But that's what I'm here, and as um, hopefully through the events of this show that we can talk about that. You have to learn how to love yourself first, and you learn to love Christ first. And when he's in you, you learn to love yourself, and then you can share that love amongst others. I've always been raised in a church. I left out of the church um, around the age of, I want to say, 30-something years old is when I finally went into the world. I lived in Las Vegas, Nevada. As you know, the demons run rampant from one side to the other. I worked in a major casino. I never even seen what the strip had looked like. Um, one day, I'll never forget, I was sitting down, putting my makeup on, getting ready for work. And just to let you know that what you speak out of your life, the enemy hears you. So I'm just really saying that it's very important what you speak into existence, into your life. And that's enough that we can get on that um, later on. But I basically spoke into existence what kind of man that I thought that I wanted in my life. I said I needed a sugar daddy. I didn't necessarily need a man. I needed a man that was going to take care of me, and I didn't have to take care of a man. And trust me when I tell you, lo and behold, the enemy brought everything that I spoke out of my mouth. But I did not know that that was going to be the beginning of some catastrophic events in my life. Um, I left up out of the church because I felt like the very people that I trusted in the church when I was going through some things that I couldn't go to. And, and you know, the enemy will tell you any lie that he wants you to believe, and I justified it. And I was abused by men mentally and physically. 
so I justified that it was okay for me to go out there and sell my body, and I did. Um, and I and I thought at the time when I was out there that I was good at what I did. And the enemy is always going to set you up. I was making a lot of money. I thought life was good. And I justify, well, if my step-grandfather can do it to me, if all the men in my life can do whatever they wanted to me, then what I did, I felt justified of getting paid for it. Why not? That's what I told myself. But as you know that when you're out there, the enemy's going to take everything he can to destroy you. Because, of course, it was good at first, the money was good, and then after all of a sudden I found myself in rooms with murderers, molesters, and all kinds of other things, and God preserved me. I've been in brothels. I have um, done a lot of things. I'm not proud of them, and trust me, lo and behold, I'm not bragging about them, but I'm here to tell you today, if someone is out there listening, you can make it through. When you think that you're at the end of your rope and that God does not love you, I lived a long time believing that God didn't love me. I believed for a long time that he was angry at me, and um, that was far from the truth. So I'm going to cut it off from there just to let you know a little bit that I'm human, and I bleed as well. I cry. I get upset. I, I'm a mother of three beautiful daughters. None of them like me. And that's almost funny and comical. And you can probably say, how is that so? And I can still have joy because I know that Christ is in me. And I know that the joy that I have, the world did not give it to me. So, therefore, I know the world can't take it away. So I'm just praying that you'll be able to call in and share your moments of what you've gone through. But I'm letting you know right now that God is. He always will be forever, the beginning of time, and the end, and I know that he loves me in spite of what I've done in my life. Amen? Amen. Amen. Say something, B. <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> yes, uh, you know what? Uh, that that more like, Lord, have mercy. Happy Memorial Day. I don't even know where to go at uh, after after that, but one thing I can say uh, to the people, this is what it's about. It's real talk. And the one thing I love about um, my co-host is that what you're going to get from this show that I'm not sure that you get from any show is the transparency uh, of the show. And not, you know, and it starts with the host. Because here's the thing. Uh, I honestly believe that, you know, what the enemy is so good at hiding things that if we yeah. expose, if we are able to talk about the things that nobody wants to talk about, because this has always been my issue. The church is the place where we're supposed to go, and we're supposed to get all this help. But the bottom line is that when we go, we never hear about the subject of, you know, molestation and things of that nature, because it was so tough to talk about uh, those things. Nobody wanted to deal with those things, because a lot of times it was happening right in the family. So I come Amen. to find out that what actually happens in the church is that we have a bunch of dysfunctional families coming together to make up a dysfunctional church, and nobody's Amen. talking about the dysfunction. And so Amen. now this is a show that we begin not only to talk about the dysfunctions of things that's happening, but uh, how do we correct those things from happening. And so we Preach. have to be transparent as a, a, a people uh, in order to free our people. See, here's the thing with me. I have been, you know what, I have been through some of everything, and as we go through this show, I'm kind of the mystery person. My thing is I'm going to give you a little so that you'll come back and you won't more. But there are Amen. things that have transpired in my life that I'm going to talk over the course of this year uh, on, this show, on this show as it comes forth, as just uh, not to glorify the devil, but to show you the testimony and what God has done. Because one thing Amen. I know without a shadow of a doubt, 
that God can do all things. You know, yes. He can bring you out of anything that you've been that you've been in, that you're going through, whatever the case may be. I understand that me naturally being a comedian, that uh, my happiness is always attacked. And so I could not figure it out. So I'm trying to help somebody out today. See, my biggest thing is I always knew the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. But the word joy sounds so feminine. It's not like power. I used to ask God for power. Pastor, Lord, give me Give me power because that word just sounds so strong, doesn't it? So masculine, but joy when you say it is so feminine. I, I don't deep. know about no man. Give me joy, Lord. But you know what? Yeah. The under, what the enemy does it's a trick because mm-hmm. the joy of the Lord is your strength, which Hallelujah. is your power. Say so it, the bottom line that. is that we have to understand that you know what the enemy always comes through a back door. To help you to, 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 to manipulate you and to destroy that thing that you have. So, you know what? The thing about it is, I sort of understanding that, you know what? Look, I must have joy no matter what goes on. I need to find joy in something. That's why it's so important to me as a comedian that we get you to laugh. Because, see, what you don't realize is that in the midst, in the midst of your laughing, the midst of your joy, strength is being added. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, therefore, yeah. I'm I'm on this shore to bring strength to not only my co-host but to you that's out there. So don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be taking light of the issues, but understand my purpose for being here. My purpose for being here is to share you, to be transparent, but to also add strength to your situation as you go along. That's all I got to say, Mr. I ain't preaching no more. Happy Easter once again to everybody or rather <laughs> And I say he dropped the mic. I hear the mic dropping in the background. <laughs> it is boom and boom. Drop the mic and walk off because he didn't said it all. Okay. Amen. Okay. Drop the mic and walk off. Lord, help, help, help. Amen. I hear you. I hear you. Well, see, as you can see, um, listeners, as I said, you know what? We have some transparency going here. We have some things that we've all walked through. I had my first child at 14, had my second child eight days after I turned 16. I had been told I needed to be pistol whipped. I had been told that I would not live very long, that my life was hanging in the balance. I've had guns pulled on me in my face, um, just out there in the world, you know, doing doing the do, as they claim. But, you know, walking in proscriminity, you know what I'm trying to say, promiscuousness. You know, trying to just just fit in where I could, not understanding that God had created me to be a unique individual, wonderfully and fearfully made, because nobody had told me that. So, you know, I was not wanted at birth. I was adopted. My biological sperm donor said he didn't want anything to do with my, my biological mother once he impregnated her, and he went on his merry way, and her family put her out, so... She found herself in a home for unwed mothers and gave me up for adoption. But I say all of that to say this, but God, but God, God. and I think each and every one of us can say that same thing, but God. You know, God had other plans for each of our lives. And just as he had other plans for our lives, he has other plans for your life. So do not ever throw in the towel, do not ever give up, and do not think that your past hallelujah, will keep you from the future that God has called you to. We all Amen. have a past. Amen. And it is Amen. just that. It is a past. 
my my sister Tanya right now, I can tell you she's married to a wonderful man that loves her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, and 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 she's come full circle. She's back in right standing with her father God. You know, so Amen. don't think that you've been out there and you can't get back. Is it a struggle to get back? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, it is. Once you've been out there, there's absolutely a struggle to get back in that relationship. But the one thing in the world you can do is think you got to get back into the religiosity of Christianity. That's not what God called you to. God called you into a relationship with him a relationship. So don't let anybody in any certain denomination or whatever put you under condemnation. The word of God decrees categorically that in Christ there is now no yes. condemnation. Amen. No condemnation. Amen. So that's what Amen. I'm saying to you. When we share our testimonies with you, it is not to give glory to where we've been. God forbid, but it is to say if we can come up out of the muck and the mire of what we walked in, so can you. God is a faithful God. He is a faithful God, and he will never leave you where you're at. I don't care where you're at today. You may think your life is wonderful. You got a wonderful spouse. You're making good money and all is good, but God still won't leave you where you're at because God is a God of progression. Yes, he is. Like they say in the Baptist church, you preaching early. (laughs) Okay, early in the morning. Always room for growth and expansion. We've got to learn to open ourselves up and allow the Lord to come in and to pick us up and to turn us around. Hallelujah. Because, let me tell you this, let me say this, if your joy, when we talked about the joy of the Lord is our strength, if your joy is predicated on your situation or circumstance, then that's mm-hmm. not the joy of the Lord. Amen. That is not the joy Amen. of the Lord. Amen. The joy of the Amen Lord will that. give you joy in the midst of everything. In the midst of me sitting on the side of the road with no telephone and cars zooming by because, you know, everybody assumes <laughs> you okay because you got a call and you can call for help, <laughs> you know. In the yes, midst of situations yes. and circumstances like that, your joy, that's when your joy really rises up in you and becomes full in you. As D.L. was saying, he struggled to get here today. He struggled yes. to be on the phone with us today. But the joy yes. of the Lord is his strength, and he's here today to talk about it. Amen. He's here to talk about it. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're, we're, we're just, we're grateful. Um, we want this show to be an interactive show. We wanted this first show. We're going to deal with the new year and what have you. And like I said, we wanted to share a little bit about who we are so you can get to know us. But this is going this is an interactive show. We have a website, it's www.itsrealtalkshow.com. We want you to log on there. Send in your questions, send in your comments, send in topics that you might want to discuss. Again, you know, really ain't too much off limits with us because God has given each and every one of us a certain boldness that we'll speak our mind on whatever it is. Okay? Amen. <laughs> and, Amen. And we'll pray. We'll, we'll speak our mind on it, but then we'll also pray that we'll speak the heart of God on the situation, too. In the name of Jesus. Okay? <laughs> in the name of Jesus. And I'll tell people Sometimes. just like this. Yeah, I'm not done. God is not done with me. If you slap me, I don't know about turning the other cheek. I might have to beat you down and pray for you in the name of Jesus. 
But I just want y'all to know I'm keeping it real like that. Okay? And amen. You know what I'm saying? Amen. But we're here on this show, and, and again, I want to thank Elder Colette for get, having the vision of putting this forth, and our co-host DL as well, just with his nature of just funniness. And the blessing is, just with DL being on there, just to let you know, God does have a sense of humor, everybody. And I believe mm. that. I believe he had to have one because he created me. But just to let you know that <laughs> we're not going to be on the show talking about religion. But what we want to do is we want to talk about relationship. Because mm-hmm. I think that Amen. what's happening now in the churches is that we're practicing more religion of how to look holy uh, than how to be holy. And mm. I just feel like what's happening now today in the churches is everybody's telling you that they can teach you how to speak in tongues. Everybody's making you believe that they can teach you how to prophesy. Everybody's trying to teach you how to do this and teach you how to do that. But one thing you, I, I feel that I have to say to the listeners out there is it's already in you. But when you have a relationship with God, it's him who brings forth the harvest and the manifestation of your gifts. We're not any mm-hmm. greater than anyone out there. We're not any better, as um, Pastor um, Elder Colette was talking about and D.L. was talking about. But we're here to share with you to let you know that we, we're tongue-talking, tongue speaking in tongues, but that doesn't make us greater. The Word of God said, what good is it to speak in tongues if you don't have the interpretation? So mm. I'm here just to let you know that this is what we're here for, and I'm hoping that you guys will call in and just share with us your thoughts and what you're going through. Because I really yes. believe with us all together, we're greater in numbers than we are individually. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 I also, I would really like to just give a shout-out to the, the Natalie Cole family and, and prayers that, you know, yes. she her family would be surrounded with comfort in this time. I grew up with Natalie Cole. That hurt my heart. I'm serious. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I bet. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. That oh, really. Like, woo. You know, she was she was one of those ones that I used to love, love, love to listen to. But um, we thank God that she's at peace now. She's at rest. Yeah. Amen. Um, but Amen. Just, just a shout Amen. out to her family and, and prayers, just, just sending out prayers to the Cole family. Amen. Amen. And what we, want, what we thank God more is that he saved her. You know what I'm trying to hey. say? Before he took her. And that's, and that's what this is all about. And we know in it, that she's resting in peace when we can honestly yes. say that. And we thank God yes. for his saving grace and his power. Amen? Amen. Amen. Phil, I would like for you to share a little something. Um, what is it like, and just so that I think it's vitally important that our listeners understand that you may be on a certain path in God, and abruptly God will redirect that path. And I want them to understand how important it is when God says, take a left when you are going straight and you're going, what are you talking about? You can't be serious. Share with our listeners the fact that you were actually a pastor of a good church, okay, a growing church, a growing ministry, and God called you to comedy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny in itself. <laughs> it's like, huh? I could just, you know, yeah. seriously, could you just see the look, the look on the listener's face going, what? <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's funny in itself, and it's something 
at the time that I really, really uh, did not understand, nor did I grasp, and I couldn't understand it. And then actually when I first, well, let's go to the beginning. I uh, okay. was a pastor in Cork, um, Concord, North Carolina, a little bit outside of Charlotte. And um, when I started off, I had about uh, four four members. That was me, my, my ex-wife, and my three boys. I think in about six months, we went to about 150 members. I mean, God really, really, really blessed. And so, you know, just like anyone, you, you get comfortable in what you're in. You know, you're doing the Bible studies, you're, you're doing the outreaches and things of that nature, and you're giving the word of God, and everybody's so happy, loving your pastor. I'm talking about it was the type of church, you know, you've been in that church where even after the service is over, you're hanging around for two or three or four more hours just mm-hmm, talking because mm-hmm. you enjoyed each other something so much. So that's the type of atmosphere that we had because I'm a big person on atmosphere. I think, you know, a simulation brings about association. What you hang around yep. is what you become. And so, therefore, uh, uh, with me, God was speaking to me and told me that he wanted me to go back to um, uh, my my hometown or close to my hometown, and he had to work for me there. And so you can only imagine, I'm like, what possible work could you have for me, Lord, if I'm here and I have all these people. So I heeded uh, to the call of what God was saying, and not without resistance. I tell people all the time, you have to understand, a reluctance obedience is still the same thing as disobedience. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. And so, so we have to understand, no matter how long you stay in that, there is a consequence for being in or walking in disobedience. Come on. So even though it was a reluctant obedience, it's the same as disobedience. Believe it. I can go further. I can go further into that, but I I won't. I can tell you a story about that later. But I end up actually end up going after some time of struggle there. And when I got there, of course, I started the question: was it was it God or was it the devil? Because the simple fact is that when I got there. I mean, there was just really nothing. I wouldn't help another pastor and help him uh, build his ministry. But when I, I, I got there, you know, I took and I lost uh, my my job. But I didn't lose my job. I was at a, uh, I was in a state where it was a fire at Will State. They didn't have to give you a reason for letting you go. And so I was an engineer at the time making great money. And so uh, they gave me a project that would take a year and a half to do. They gave me six months to do it. Well, I did it in the six months. And when I completed it and made them millions of dollars, I came in on a Saturday to finish up the finishing touches. And, of course, they said, thank you for all you've done um, with this project. We don't need you any longer. So Mm -hmm. where do you go uh, from there? Meanwhile, you know, uh, my ex-wife at the time was telling me that, you know what, Why you're so funny. Why don't you try comedy? Well, I never felt like I was funny. I was just being myself, but being funny. So I was like, I have nothing else to do. I don't understand what God is having me to do because I'm not happy with what I'm doing uh, in in ministry. It's just like it's that same old routine. And so um, I said, okay, I'm going to try it. I said, God, if this is your will for my life because I'm not understanding. And my ex-wife has been telling me this, uh, but – I ain't even trying to hear her. And I said, wait, well, maybe it's because I ain't trying to hear her. Because I tell men all the time, if you want to know 
what God is saying to you. And if you're married, your destiny lies within your wife. Mm. Come on, somebody. A lot, a, a lot of people don't realize that the hardest thing for a man to do is to listen to a woman. But when God created woman, he took something out of man. All right? So that means that there is something missing. The only way you become whole is to connect with that thing that is missing, which is in that woman. Now, if you're not married, you're still tied to your mother. Have you ever want to really realize that a daughter is always closer to the father, the son is always closer to the mother? Because there's something within them that they have to get to make them feel complete or whole. So mm-hmm. Christ is not even complete until he comes back for his bride. So I tell people mm-hmm. all the time, that's why a lot of times people miss their destiny because they abuse their destiny, they mistreat their destiny. It's hard to get something from someone that you mistreated or abused. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said, that's why Christ said, love your wife as Christ loved the church because your destiny lies within your wife. So therefore, when I finally decided to listen, I realized that God was lining me up with my destiny. To make a long story short, I, 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 I went into comedy, and I'm telling you, it took off in the matter of months. Where it took people 11 years to get to, I was there in a year. Traveling full time, doing comedy, doing the thing that I love to do. And I realized that, you know what, this is the, the, the thing that blessed me so much. God told me when I got into it, everybody said, you're going to have to curse, you're going to have to be vulgar. This is what you're going to have to do to make it. Well, God said, none of that. If you keep it clean, you can talk about whatever, keep it clean, I'm going to bless you. He did mm-hmm. exactly that. He blessed me. You know, like I said, I was where people were that took 11 years to get there. And Colette, she can tell you, they tell me I'm pretty funny. So, I, you know what, I can only go by what they say because I'm just being who I am. And so God truly, truly uh, blessed me, and I realized that he gave me a bigger platform than I had with the 150 people. My thing my is, you know, I'm not talking, I'm not saying Jesus, 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 but people see my lifestyle, and they catch it. They say, you know what, I realize I'm laughing through the whole thing, and you didn't cut and see, what that did was open up an avenue for conversation. And why don't you curse? I said, because God, the God I know, Come on. told me if I do things the right way, he will bless me mm. this way. So instead of the 150 mm. people that I was ministering to, my lifestyle ministered to 10,000 now because that's who I was standing before. And they could never catch it, even when I was on the shows with Tony, Tony Roberts, Melanie Camacho, Little JJ, all these people that are vulgar. When they call me, I said, y'all realize I don't cuss. They said, that's why we want you. Mm-hmm. Because powerful. there is a balance that needs to happen. And so, therefore, I can go to any church, any, any place that I need to go and do comedy, and my lifestyle speaks for itself. I've gotten to a place now that I tell people they call me a Christian comedian. I said, don't put me in a category. I said, I Amen. am a Christian man that happens to be a comedian, but don't put me in the category. Because Amen. God put me on this this level to reach not just the church, but the people that are unchurched. So, therefore, just call me comedian D.L. Henry. Because the thing about it is I ain't got to say Jesus, 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 because they're going to come up and try to figure out what's different about this comedian. That's powerful. That's very, very That's powerful. Awesome. I think what I picked up the most of what you said is you didn't curse. 
and that was being obedient before God. And in the world that we're living in, that, you know, we compromise. So many people compromise. And I hope that, that the listeners are listening to you didn't compromise. And when we don't compromise what God tells us, I truly believe that that's more of our blessings that draw nigh, that draws to us even greater and even deeper. That's powerful. That's very powerful. Very it really powerful. is. I, I, I want to run up to the altar and put my offering down right quick. <laughs> so many good things, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Yeah, obviously coming from the perspective of a woman and a wife, you know, um, understanding the value that we have for our mate. Wow. A lot of times, as DL said, men don't, men have a tendency to devalue us. We have to understand something, um, and I'm just going to touch briefly on this, but the fact that God called us to be a helpmeet to the man. And as D.L. said, we were taken out of the man, but there were some special things that God handcrafted and carved within us when he created us and gave us back to the man. And those, come on, if you devalue those things and make light of those things, you got a hard way to go. You know, there's got to be, if you're in a relationship, there's got to be a unity there that joins the two of you together so that you make the whole you know, are you a hold within inside yourself? Absolutely. I, I'm not that. I'm not having a Jerry Maguire moment where you complete me. No, Christ completes me. Okay. But Amen. us join together, if I take my hold and your hold and we put it together, then we have a substance, the two becoming one, and we have a, a, a force to be reckoned with. You know, we Amen. have that, that core, that, that tight core that the word talks about, that threefold core that is not easily broken. And when you devalue your mate, and it goes both ways because we have women that devalue their men as well. So it's like when you devalue your mate, you set yourself up for failure. Amen. 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 There's Amen. got to be a cohesiveness, a working together. My husband and I have gotten to a place where if one or the other does not have peace about it, we're not going forth in it. Cause Amen. Amen. Either it's not the right time yet or it's not the flow of God. If you're joined together with somebody in the flow of God, wherever he's taking you, he will give peace to each of you. And it won't Amen. be a, a battle between the two of you because God did not come. He is not the author of confusion. So he didn't come to bring discontentment in the marriage. If he's given an edict or a direction for you as a couple, then he's going to bring peace to that. Amen. And you both Amen. will have peace in it, not, not one-sided. So um, he touched on that. And then the fact also as you said, D.L., you know, people are going to question what you're doing and your motives for what you're doing. Amen. Still, you know, I mean, some people could look at you and say, oh, well, you left the church for money. No, you didn't. You left in obedience. Right. You left in obedience. That could be the case, but you know what? Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, and I didn't say that, my mindset was I was an engineer, so I was already making money. Never mm -hmm. in a million years did I thought, that comedy would bring forth the money that it did. That was not mm. in my mindset. I was like, nobody don't make no money, you know, uh, <laughs> doing this. Um, and so my mindset wasn't even that. I'm just like, you know what, uh, uh, maybe I'll be able to pay the light bill. 
you know, okay. if I if I get something. So money was never the thing because I never thought that I could make money doing this. But then it Amen. comes back if you be obedient to God. Then he says, you know what? There's a scripture where you know it tells us that we're worthy of a high. Well, I never Amen. thought people would pay me the type of money that they would pay me to make them laugh. To be honest, Amen. I tell people, anytime you start to line up with your purpose in life, I tell people, people always be praying, God, what is my purpose in life? I give them, a, I tell them how it was revealed to me. God said to me, "What?" He asked me a question. What is it that you would do for free for the rest of your life? When hmm. you can start answering those questions, then you'll start lining up with purpose. Mm-hmm. Amen. Don't tell Amen. No, don't tell nobody. I would actually do comedy for free because of what it does for the people. But Amen. I, but we but, would take all donations. All donations. Right. Amen. Right. And so but I but because, get, because I the light bill needs to be paid and mama need a new pair of shoes, he will take your money, okay? Yeah, I ain't playing. Right. We don't and, turn down our, so, nothing but our collar. Amen. Right. <laughs> and so the the bottom line is that but he, he, he let me know that this is okay. This is the platform that I put you on. And the bottom line mm-hmm. is that this is ministry. So, therefore, mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of you. And what I'm saying is that I made more money in comedy than I ever did in engineering. That's that's powerful. <laughs> that's, that's powerful right there. That's powerful. What people don't understand is as you're walking out your purpose, and, Tim, as you're working out your purpose, I'm working out, walking out my purpose, our purpose are intertwined with other people's purpose. So Amen. if you walk out what God has given you to do, you can bless those that come in contact with you. And it may seem strange on the outside to somebody, but if you know, like you said, and, and you, you said it so so well, DL, what would you do for free? If did nobody pay you to do it, you would still do it because it's it's your passion. It's your passion. Right. Anytime yes. you are doing what you're passionate about, it's not work, it's not grievous, it's not drudgery, it's, you know what I'm saying? It, it's not a hardship. Because it's your passion, and your passion is designed and placed within you by God because your passion becomes his passion. Your passion becomes his people. So yeah, and how do you, you know, the of his people, then, yes, you know, yes. then you're fulfilling what you're created for. Go ahead, Tanya. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I wanted to say that, you know, when I was out there, you know, and it, it wasn't a long time, thank you, Jesus. But for the time that I was out there and I got so deep into the world and the money and everything that my dancing and my escorting brought. And when I tell you, you know, when you're in the presence of someone without even sleeping with them and someone gives you two and $3,000, your mouth is dropping open. But, you know, I remember, you know, making the money and feeling the way that I did and I was able to go out of town and get my clothes made and, you know, I was wearing $1,000 shoes and $2,000 dresses on my back. I became so caught up. But just to tell you, when, when, when Pastor Dale was talking about when you're obedient to God, I never even realized what was going to be my ending to this. I just know that I remember one night God sent, I went in to go meet a gentleman, and God allowed this gentleman that I'm thinking it was coming to pay me money was coming to pay for my soul back. And... I'm saying that because I remember when I went there, I was like, this is how much I asked for. This is what I want. And I remember he said, I can give you anything, but that's not what God brought you here for. 
and could you just imagine going out there and you're in the world and, you know, you knew you loved Christ and you knew what Christ was all about, but now God is coming to you in the midst of your sins. And he said to me, why are you here? Right. Why are you here? And I was like, what do you mean, why am I here? You know what I'm trying to say? You got to give me my money just for showing up. He said, here, here's your money for showing up. But God asked, why are you doing this? And I go, what do you mean, why am I doing this? God said he called you at a young age for him. And he knows the reason why you're doing this is because your heart is broken. And I remember looking at this man and his face going, you don't know anything about me. And he said, I know more than what you think that I know. God said that such a time as this, he needs you to come back to him. He wants to mend your broken heart. And he is hurt because you're doing this. And I remember going back to that service, and they they were asking me, you look like you just seen a ghost. What is wrong with you? And I remember that that seed that that gentleman planted in my life was going to be the start of the event for me coming out of it. I had somebody tell me one time, when you give up this lifestyle, God is going to make you broke. You're going to have to know what it's like to be broke. And I remember crying and saying to the Lord, I don't want to be broke. I don't, I, you've always taken care of me. I don't want to be broke. And I, had, I found it very hard to come out of the world because I, from what she told me, I didn't want to be broke. But I'm like D.L., when he came to me, and he told me to give it up for him, and then he was going to show me what he was going to do. That was the change of my life forever. And I remember walking away from that lifestyle, not knowing what was going to happen and what God was going to do. But I'm here to tell you that every day after that, it was never a day that I did not eat. It was never a day that he did not clothe me. It was never a day that he did not keep a roof over my head. It was never a day. Never. And, you know, as the old saying is, can you turn a a hoe into a housewife, excuse me, but let's just keep it real like that. I'm here to tell you I was a hoe, and God turned me into a housewife. So I thank God for that, you know, because of my way. I just heard the mic drop. Yes, I dropped the mic. I just, you know, I just, Tony, I yeah. just heard that you should have dropped the mic after that. Day. I you did. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'm here to let you know it don't matter if you're swinging around a pole or if you got a gentleman or some sugar daddies out there paying your bills. God is your your master. He is your father. He can take care of you better than any of them can take Hallelujah. care of you. And when you yeah. listen to him and you walk away from that because you know right now, the Lord is having me speak to somebody right now, you know right now what you're doing is not right. You know messing around with that married man is not right. You think that you have it all. But you're never going to be at true peace with yourself until you accept what God has called you to do. And I thank him for that. Because now my life is so much richer and full in my life that I can be able to minister to other young ladies and let them know he can take care of you better than any John out there can take care of you. And I know that for a fact. So give it up. And what they say, pick up your cross and follow him. I'm not telling you Mm -hmm. that your days are going to always be sunny and filled with laughter and daisies and fa-la-la-la-la. No, but one thing about it is every day, will be filled with peace and joy within your heart to know that God is and always will be. 
And that's what I just had to say. Amen. And Amen. and that that now, now I I have to say this because even in the midst of all this powerful testimony uh, that you were given, this is what struck me. And I don't know if people missed it, but this is what I call God sent yes. somebody where you were at. Yes. Yes. And see, yes. the thing about it is people don't always realize. See, a lot of times they say, well, I'm not going to the club. I'm a Christian. I'm in the church. Well, how do you reach the people? We're always so yes. judgmental. Yes. Because, see, if somebody yes. would have caught, let's just go, let's go back. If somebody would have caught that man in there, and he's in there doing the Lord's work, but it appears that he's in there for another type of work. Yeah. But he's yes. in there, but what if he would have gotten caught up at that moment? Then yes. he yes. wouldn't have been able to explain to his church or anybody else, I was really in here doing God's work. I wasn't going to sleep mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. I was just yes. delivering a message. Yes. But that's what I'm saying. God is looking for warriors that are brave. He's looking for a Joshua generation that will go places that nobody else will go. And not worry about what people are going to say about them. Because here's the thing. the big, I'm convinced the biggest deliverance you can ever have is over people. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to talk about you whether you're good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. But yeah, what I'm yeah. saying is that if we know without a shadow of a doubt, I'm saying, I ain't saying just go out to the club and party because that's what you want to do. I'm saying, you know, if you have a mission and something is on your heart to do, then you need to follow God. Because I found Amen. out through my years of walking with him, God has a funny sense of humor. Yes, he does. You know, yes, and, if, he does. and if we, and the bottom line is that we don't know what's so powerful and so awesome about God is that he's big enough to fill this entire world, but small enough to be inside of you. You better Hallelujah. Amen. What the lady, the little lady in church say, believe it, believe it. Believe it to be the truth. Amen. <laughs> and so Amen. The, the, the bottom line is that I'm just convinced is that you have to know how God is dealing with you because, once again, I didn't know what God was doing, but I had to believe him. And the the bottom line is that I'm glad I did because, you know Amen. what, I'm this, I'm this project here that come from nothing. My father was the biggest drug dealer in North Carolina. I come out of all of that, and God says, you know what, you don't have to touch your drugs because I thought football was going to be my, my way out. But honestly, my way out was God. And I, and I didn't realize until now that he was protecting me all this time to do such a greater work as this. And Amen. so it's not strange that we are attacked the way that we are. And I have to remind myself, and I thank God I'm on the show because this is what you need to remind you that regardless, Paul was one of the greatest examples and that we can we can look at. And what I mean by that, even when Paul was in prison, he still had to be effective enough to preach to people. Even when he was in his prison, he sent words out yeah. to deliver people from there. So what mm-hmm. I'm saying, regardless of what's going on in our life, we must be powerful enough to still be able to send a word, a letter, to bring people out of their prison. That's what Amen. makes effective for the kingdom of God. Amen. 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 Absolutely. I, I, I feel like we've had church. I feel like we've hey. had church. You know what I'm trying to say? And, I, and a, I truly believe that. That's real. It's been an I awesome show. I feel like what they say, we I feel are, like shouting. Y'all better stop it. 
<laughs> okay. Amen. We are actually down to the last four minutes of the show. That's how it is flown. The hour is almost up. Um, but I believe that God has been glorified and honored in the midst. I really, really do. Um, I want to invite our listeners once again, please, 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 again, we want this to be an interactive show. We wanted to take the first show just so that you can get to know us and um, just give you an, a peek into into our realness, our transparency, and the fact that we are here to discuss seriously real issues. Um, I, I, we have a saying, and it's it's a joke, but it's really true that you know a lot of times you'll look at a person and say they have issues, and my thing is if you got a lot of issues, no, you got volumes. Even <laughs> with half the issues, you got volumes of stuff that's going on with you. But we all have issues. We all have things that we're contending with. And this is your platform. We're giving you a platform to discuss the issues seriously, the questions you may have. We don't pretend to be um, experts in anything, but we do want to share the God-given insights that he has given us and just to share life. You know, there is wisdom in a multitude of counselors, and if we can open up a way for you to have some counselors, you know, without paying $500 an hour, um, then let's do it. Let's come together and let's discuss the issues. Let's discuss what's really going on in our lives. We've got to, again, come out of that religiosity um, that some of the denominations will put you in. I, I, I'll drop a bombshell on you. Christ never called you to Christianity to begin with. Um, he was a Jew. He never renounced that. He said he was called to the lost lost sheep of the tribe of Israel. So, you know, all of this, this these things and this religiosities that we get caught up in, it's not what he called us to. And he definitely called us to be the strength of one another and to bear the burdens of one another. And when we say we bear the burdens, we bear the burdens in prayer, in love, and in conversation. We're not to take on the burdens because that's his job. He said to cast all of our cares and our burdens on him because he cares for us. But we want to give you a platform to come on and to talk about real issues. We are down to the last minute of the show. I'm going to give my co-host an opportunity to sign off and say goodbye to you. This has been a phenomenal show. Again, join us at www.itsrealtalkshow.com. Send in your messages. Send in your questions. Get with us and then join us every single Saturday afternoon from 12 to 1 Eastern Standard Time. That is 11 to 12 Central and 9 to 10 Pacific for our West Coast people. So take it away, Tam. Say your goodbyes. I just want to give everybody my love and my prayers are out there. I want to give a shout-out to my um, God sister Denise as well and, and my God sister Ebony, people that God, um, Elder Colette, DL, people that God has put in my life to be a strength to me and to help me grow more and more spiritually. I want to tell you guys how much I love you, and I pray that you guys be blessed. Amen. DL? All right. Well, I just want to say, well, God bless everyone. My thing is, my plan is to be here every Saturday. If I'm breathing heavy when I get on the phone, I'm all right, I'm fat, I'm tired, I've been running. Saturdays are very busy, <laughs> but I plan on being here. So if you if it sounds like I'm out of oxygen, I am all right. Give me about ten minutes to get my breath back, and then I will be back to normal. 
But once again, <laughs> love all of you. I'm going to vlog it, tell you to join uh, the show. But remember, I'm working on it in 2016. I'm trying to get my sexing back. Yes, I said the Christian people. I want my sexing back. And so I'm going to lose my back. And I'm going to walk on my feet the way I need to. In Jesus' name Amen. we pray. Amen. Mike has been dropped. Amen. 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 <laughs> I'm with you, D.L. I'm getting mine back, too. Bless the Lord. And I'm almost 60. But I'm going to get mine back, too. <laughs> Bless God. I know it's so. Amen. Amen. I'm going to let know I'm like, shut up. I can stop my groove back. Amen. Hey, okay. well, you, 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 you are our muse. We're going to aspire to get what you got. Bless <laughs> the Lord. I know Happy it's New Year, everybody. We love you. Tune in next week. Same bat channel, same bat time. Hallelujah. And we'll be here. Again, join us, www.itsrealtalkshow.com. And give us your questions, and we'll address them on air. Don't worry about it. You will remain anonymous, so you don't have to put in your name. But we want your questions. We want to talk about it. And if you want to chime in on the show, the phone number is 657 657- Three eight three one two eight three. Put that in your Rolodex. Put it in your 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 phone so that you can call in and join us and and be live on the show. We love you much. Have an incredible love week. You. And God yes. bless. Show you. Love you guys. Bye, Bye. Bye. Bye.